As you all know, Art and I are big supporters of organics, so we are really excited to say that this episode of Well and Good is brought to you by Series Organics. They have a really wide range of certified organic products, chemical-free and with no genetic modification at all, ensuring a healthy future for you, your families and the planet. guys. Howdy team. So today on the podcast we have one of New Zealand's biggest uh, up, up and coming, well already there, uh, comedians Joe Damon. Yeah he's um, he's a very funny guy, very nice guy. Yeah he's such a such an awesome dude, we had a great chat, lots of lols, uh, just as a little disclaimer there are a few little swearsies in this uh, episode so if you have sensitive ears just be mindful Shot of that. Off. Chop them off, yeah. <laughs> and there's also a little bit of chat around uh, Joe and I being cousins. It's a weird private joke that we have that's ongoing. I don't know why. There's nothing behind it and it still makes no sense, <laughs> even with the explanation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but hey, we had a great chat. We had lots of lols and we think you will too. So enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Joey D. DJ Joey D in the building. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Headlining tonight at Family Bar. Let's get it. Venga Boys only. (laughs) Venga Boys. How good were they? The Venga Bus. I feel like their style and their whole vibe is just like that encapsulates what the 90s were. 100%. eh? Yeah, Mm. yeah. Big colors. Yeah, lots of of fluoro, crop tops sort of vibe. I feel like the whole late 90s, early 2000s was just cheesy as. Yeah, and I actually miss it because like these days everyone tries to be you know real cool and know. you know real dark. It was simpler times. It was simpler times, but I find myself looking back at like old movies and stuff from every decade prior to that. I feel like it was even simpler. Yeah, but I, mean, then, I mean, maybe not the war when the wars were going. That on. wasn't very. Simple. I mean, arguably that was quite a hard time. Yeah. But I mean, you know what? I've, I would say even today is pretty hard. Yeah, hey, they didn't have the internet. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, sure they went to war, but have you ever done an unpaid internship? That's hell. That is hell. <laughs> they, you know, they knew their career progression in the war. I didn't know mine where I was going. Yeah, with, with exactly. That. Yeah, it was every day I turned up. Am I going to be here tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> Um, so this is actually the second time we've talked to you on a podcast. Last time we were on your podcast in the beginning of 2018, I think it was. Yeah, it's great. It's cra- I mean, everybody wouldn't have heard before, but it's massive as full circle for me because art came on end of 2017. So if, so if anybody that doesn't know, my name's Joe Damon, um, born and raised Lower Hutt, born in Lower Hutt Hospital, um, 8th July, um, 1994. So that makes you a... Uh, July. Maybe a Gemini? Cancer. Cancer. Yeah. Totally wrong. Yeah. Cool. No, you, I think you weren't even close. I was, you know what? I don't know anything <laughs> about one out there. I just made one up. So. <laughs> you had a one in 12 chance. And yeah. You got it wrong. <laughs> no, but I will say Gemini. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want you to be wrong. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, we'll edit out the part where we found out that I was wrong. Yeah, we'll just so, say yeah. Yeah, that was like three years ago that I was on your podcast and yeah. that like shitty flat that you had. Oh, oh. Was that, that it was that, it, it was Harsh? Come on, be honest though, really. <laughs> it was, was a student flat. It was, it was a, I mean we've all lived in them. We I had the worst. It was yeah, it was so it yeah. was so shitty. So for anybody that doesn't know, Art came to my flat in Epsom about three years ago and literally I hadn't done a single episode. But this is why oh, I, I didn't realise it was the first first one. It was like the first or second, maybe the second, but the first yeah. It was early, so I had no like example to send him or anything. I literally just—it was just my—I I sent you just the email. And, yeah, you did. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting you to email back, and you're like, "Yeah, bro, whatever." Like, when should I roll cool. through? And yeah. we were all—you—you uh, you won't know this, but we had this um, like part of our kitchen that looks out to the road. And when Art said he would turn up, we were all like standing out. Like, Is he actually going to come? Is he? And then he started walking down. He started walking down the driveway, and we all ran into the lounge. And then when you you like knocked on the door, they all made sure they were like sitting there, like oh yeah, like being all natural. Who the fuck watches the bachelor anyway? Like, <laughs> Oh it. my god! Imagine if you just didn't turn up, you know, and like put in all the effort, and then we're like, "Oh, this is hilarious! I'm just not gonna come." Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I've been catfished, so yeah, <laughs> just would have been another day. But no, thank you so much for having me, guys. It uh, it really means a lot to to be here. Oh, thanks for coming all the way up to Ducktown. That's what we call Walkworth. Oh, really? It's a town full of ducks. Yeah, because so, how long yeah. have you guys been here for? Year and a half. 
Yeah, yep, year and a half. It's gone so fast. It's a great, it's a great little town. Great little town. We love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what made what made you pick Walkworth? I feel like it, it was just one close proximity to Auckland, easy forty five minute drive. You know. See, I, I blocked out two hours. I thought it was that. <laughs> Lots of people I think I it's a real road trip sort of thing. You know, get snacks, pineapple lumps for the car. Yeah. It's really like yeah. it's not far. It's forty five <laughs> minutes. So it's pretty easy. Um, like on a long weekend, we have like revolving visitors. Because everyone's like, oh, my God, we've got an extra day. We've got time yeah, to drive yeah, yeah. up to the winterless north. Yeah. Yeah, but it's great. Um, anyway, so enough <laughs> about Walkworth. I promise it's not sponsored by Walkworth. Yeah, awesome. The Walkworth town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can you give us a bit of background on yourself, Joe slash Joey? Um, You've already covered your birth, so yeah. you yeah, yeah. there. Right, so yeah. after the birth, I think mum took me home. and. Uh, <laughs> I started crawling around seven months. Um, yeah. But, like, what got you into comedy? So started comedy – I started comedy probably about three or four months before we met. So I was, like, real new. Oh, you are real fresh, yeah. Yeah, I was real fresh. And uh, what had happened was I was working in property development. So, like, working, you know, in the corporate ladder That's and stuff. That's very fancy. I know. Yeah. yeah. And I hated every second of it. So – because I, I fell into – because I'm from Wellies originally, and I fell into the Auckland – you know, big city. You've the got rat race. Yeah, yeah, f- fully. And you don't, you know, you don't realize it's a thing until you get out of it. And yeah, you know, I was putting on a suit every day and hating my job, but because I sort of looked like the part of everyone else, I thought I was a part of something, mm. and was kind of ignoring the fact that I just hated every second of it, hated every person I met. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I just was kind of at a crossroads. Literally sat down one day, made a list of all these things that I wanted to try. And uh, stand-up comedy being one of them. And then just sign up to an open mic. That would have been July. Because it was, yeah, it was about, a yeah, July 2017. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, about three years later, it's just kind of come where, where it is. And now I'm the fucking man, so. <laughs> yeah. So you can't just, like, wake up one day and decide that you want to be you want to be a comedian, though, surely, right? You you must have found out you've got a talent for comedy yeah, growing it's, up. It's like we all have, like, little inklings. You know, yeah. throughout a lot, because like for you guys, did you guys have like any idea that you were going to move into? I mean, your one kind of just came from yeah, that came out of the field. Yeah, yeah, but I guess your passion for I guess like the health side of things. Were you guys always kind of in there when you were growing up and stuff? I wasn't. No, like I just <laughs> I was not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I was not healthy at all. Yeah, like I had uh, takeaways every single day. So I had like McDonald's, KFC, BK, sometimes twice. Okay. See, yeah. so those yeah. little inklings were actually just um, everything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was like, you know what? I love food. And then uh, it wasn't until I was like in my early twenties or something I started to. Well, that that was when my metabolism slowed down from a teenager. <laughs> like, can eat whatever you want, and I was like, um, maybe I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then I started getting into health mm. stuff. Yeah. Is how, that, how's yeah. It, yeah. How's your metabolism like after having Milo? Is it- it, it just, it, like, it goes up and down. Like, oh, right. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting fat again. And then other days I'm like, oh, cool, I'm losing it again. <laughs> I, it's just like, it just happens. I it's crazy. I was a kid as well, damn. The times when you're losing it, it's like, cool, but it's a real roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good fun for everyone in the household. <laughs> yeah. It's just good times, uh, 24 yeah. 7. No, I love it's it. It's great. I, I love every single one. <laughs> so, what about like at school and stuff? Were you. I imagine I imagine a lot of comedians get in trouble at school for like talking and all that sort of stuff. Because that was me. That was the kid I was. Yeah, true. And I, I'm I, obviously really funny. Yeah, no, yeah, the the most funny. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Maddie's <laughs> they just switched roles now. Maddie's staying there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, mine was quite funny though because for me, I actually always uh, I struggled with like self esteem big time growing up, and uh, because of my upbringing, because I actually grew up overseas. I was quite used to sort of just keeping to myself um, just because I wasn't used to – because I was going to schools where, like, English wasn't even the first language because I grew up in Malaysia and India. Oh, wow. And so it's quite like, obviously, an insular, um, you you know, like time in your life when you're an expat and you don't have a lot of people. So I got used to just keeping to myself. But for me, I was very to myself. But then when people did talk to me or anybody that I was comfortable around, I was just, yeah, exactly what you're saying, just an idiot. So um, <laughs> it's a very weird mix of somebody who's very quiet, very to themselves. But then when you actually meet them, they're very, like, you know, out there and sure of themselves. So I was that weird mix. And I kind of, and I still am now. Mm. Um, but that was kind of me growing up. And then I didn't really come out of my shell completely. 
um, genuinely probably around the time that, that you met me. That mm. was really the, the, trans, the transitional period of my life. Um, which is funny watching back to our podcast now. I look at it, I'm like, I, I just know exactly what I was kind of going through. Um, and it was a big growth period, which is why, again, like it means a lot to be here because that was like a huge stage in my life where I was trying to figure myself out. And that was sort of the building blocks of kind of why this is full circle for me. Mm. That, yeah, I've mm. starting to make roads towards a person that I'm confident being. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I imagine that you would have done a lot of growth because when, like, when I think of, the times that I've grown most are times that I've really pushed myself outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I imagine with comedy, doing like your first stand-up gig, that sort of stuff would be huge in terms of putting yourself outside yeah. your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like that first foray into kind of a person that you've always thought that you could be, but it's the first time you've actually like faced up to it. Because like for you guys, what, what would you say like your, I don't know, like turning point or what What would you say yours was? Because I suppose people would say The Bachelor, but you you obviously have to make a turning point before that to even mm. consider that. Mm. Like what would yours... Turning point. Um, In terms of like taking opportunities or turn, turning point towards like a different career progression or is that what you mean? I, I suppose the turning point of where you... So the person that you are now, where do you... Mm. Do you have any idea of the, like, the point in your life where you feel like you started turning towards mm. the person you are now? Because like, for me, uh, it was trying stand-up. That really was the turning point for me. And then the sort of the times following afterwards was me discovering myself, I guess. Mm. Um, and I was right in the thick of it first time I met Art and still obviously first time I met you mm. uh, like a month or so later. I yeah. reckon. I reckon for me, I haven't yet had a huge turning point. Yeah. And I and I think maybe I might still have one to come. Mm. I think that I've just been taking little small risks along the way that have kind of directed me along this path into where I am now through yeah. like lots of different adventures and lots of growing. And I've kind of, I think I've just gone with the flow a lot of the time, and I haven't yeah. like constructively directed myself in any one direction like you had, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I definitely think that there's still room for me to do that moving forward. Yeah. I'm just kind of figuring that out, you know? Yeah. 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 What about you, Toots? Um, for me, I think it was actually post-Bachelor, and it was when we were still kind of like figuring out our new relationship and we mm. were dealing with the media and all that jazz, but it wasn't until um, we had dealt with that for a wee while that I started to – because I've always been like a huge people pleaser. Mm. Art can – can testify to that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. like, honestly, for the first year of our relationship, I had no idea like what she was into, what she liked, what food she liked. Because it was just like, no, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Agree with everyone. I like that. Oh, you want to go like, watch cool. that movie? I love that movie. Yeah. I love every single. Oh, exactly. It was. <laughs> yeah, I literally like agreed with every single thing. And so then I, I think it was when you brought that up with me, being like, hey, I feel like I don't even really know who you are because you just say that you like everything I like. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I do do that. And I didn't even realize. Crazy. And that was a big turning point for, for me because I realized that I had such a thing about like wanting to fit in with everyone else yeah, and like wanting yeah. to, to just kind of be the same and not kind of stand out in any way. Yeah. But then that kind of hit home and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start being more myself. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm so myself yeah. that sometimes maybe that's to my detriment too. But, you yeah. know, like a lot of the time it feels – and it just feels, feels so much better to yeah. just – be who you are unapologetically, just, mm, you know, yeah. and live your life that way. It's yeah. freeing. Because well, I, I think that's why I probably always resonated with, like, your message and stuff because I, I was genuinely the same. So I'm just getting a call from um, – Business. Besides the industry calling. Um, <laughs> it's the comedy. So, yeah. Someone wants a laugh. Sorry, guys, I'm off to the uh, stratosphere. Dial alarm. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's always why I resonated with your, your message, Toots, is because I, I was very much the same. And it's funny because you, you spend so much time pleasing people. You, you build your identity in places where, like, you look back to when you've come out of it and you're like, who even was that? And, um, and, and yeah, for, for me, like my turning point of coming out of that was realizing that like the people around me were actually the ones that were f making me feel like I had to be there. And then it was a massive exercise, obviously, cutting those people out of my life. And then that was the – it was funny, the, the point that I did that because it was it was like my my genuine cousins, so it was people I've been with my whole life. So, uh yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that's, why, that's why we hadn't talked for like three months. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. sorry, bro, we, um, no, it's not going to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but can I still get a ride to Grandad's? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 
we're not gonna talk. I'm gonna look out the window. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look out the window. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was funny because the the moment that I did that, I, I cut the people out that were kind of making me feel like I had to do that. Genuinely, probably a couple of weeks later, I started stand up comedy. So it was that, wow. that's why that whole thing is a massive turning point for me, is because um, it was all these things that genuinely sort of changed my life and. And so I know exactly what you mean, just the, the constantly trying to please people because you don't really even know like what you mm. want. So yeah. you get the any valid you get the validation out of like yep. being of what like other people being want. Being the same as them or yeah, like yeah. being what you think they want you to be or something. It's yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. How how do you find it now? Are you do you find that you're able to be yourself as much as you wanna be, like say on social media and also in your comedy? Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, for sure. And I think I'm so I'm like I say lucky because I'm so lucky that I went through that period before I kinda did any totally. like, before anybody even knew who I was. So mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine like being you know, and I would say you guys were in that position of having to sort of figure out things as you were like super famous and every single person knew you. Because yeah. I find it hard now, you know, obviously as a as very self-assured and confident, I'm still finding it hard, you know, because you Getting still- with judgment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing is you, you never want to, you never want to disappoint people. You never want to be disrespectful. And, um, and that's a super hard thing to be when you're also just trying to be sure of yourself. Mm. And, and confident because yeah like I, I mean the what watching you guys was always a hard thing because it was like here's two people that have really ticked all the boxes in every single way and been respectful and nice to everybody the whole way through and people still find any opportunity to cut them down and so I think for me it was massive a massive learning curve for me to realize that well actually I've just got to be unapologetically myself because People will take that opportunity to cut me down anyway. And you so, just can't win. Yeah, yeah. No matter what you do away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like I think that's a huge learning for us as well is that like I feel like the best thing you can just possibly do is just be who you are and be the best version of yourself that you can be. So like if yeah. you can just live your life with kindness and treat the people around you with kindness and respect, then that's just the best thing yeah. that you can do because that inspires other people to – to be a bit more kind and show a bit more respect rather than like preaching it on social media, being like, be kind, be kind. You know, it's like actually just live your life like that. And that's going to impact people more than words. If you, I think, yeah, if you're able to kind of just have your, whatever sort of social media you have, if that's just a true reflection of actually how you live your life and actually who you are, then you can't really go wrong. People can't come after you because you. Oh, people still will. Yeah, but at yeah. least like at least you're confident that you're making you know right decisions that you're because you kind know of living your truth. Yeah, you're true to yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think for me, I've made it, uh, I've made a concerted effort to anything that I truly think or or believe. I just will say it, just yeah. verbatim, point blank, mm-hmm. because um, because then you're just putting all your cards on the table, and then the people that take it a certain way, then it just says everything about them and, and not you. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it, it has been – I'm really lucky that I, I met you guys early on because then I was able to watch, you know, everything you guys were, were doing. And that was kind of – that truly that true was I'm not even just saying it because I'm here. That really was how I figured out that, for me, it is important because, yeah, as I said before, you can do all the right things as you guys have done. Like, mm. literally, you guys are picture perfect. Even look at you now. <laughs> I'm trying to slap the both of you. <laughs> um you could do all the right things and, yeah, they'll still find something. It's, yeah. it's so funny. Like it's, it's like when you watch one of those videos, There's like there could be like a little baby laughing or yeah. something. Somebody's going to be like, where's, you know, I bet he hasn't eaten today. That's why he's yeah. laughing. He or, looks know. hungry. He looks tired. Some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So shut up, shut up, Sharon. <laughs> Go get your kid out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, did you find that, like, how do you deal with that? Have you, have you had people sort of um, saying stuff that, you know, maybe coming after you because something you've said they think is offensive on social media or even at some of your gigs? Oh, yeah, offensive jokes. Yeah, big, big time, big time. Yeah, have had it both. And I think the the thing that I always sort of bring it back to is, you know, there's one side of me that's joking and then there's the other side of me. So I can joke about one thing, but if you want to have a serious conversation, I'll, I'll honestly have that with you. 
um, because I know where I stand on on everything and I'm more than open. Even if it's me saying, I don't really know or I don't really care, like I'll openly just say it. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I, I think everybody thinks that they that everyone is the same as them, that they feel like they have to know everything about everything and have this, you know, insane opinion about some shit that they've mm. read once. And they have to have an aligned opinion. And it, if you don't have an aligned opinion with theirs, they'll try and they'll tell you that it's that your opinion is potentially wrong. Yeah, they'll yeah. try and convince you. That's yeah. the funniest thing is like if you clearly say you have no idea, they'll try to tie you to something and then, yeah, and then use yeah. that to cut you down. And so, yeah, for me... I think what's all because it is hard. Like I feel like I'm making it sound like it's easy. It's it is really hard. Mm. But I think for me, I just always bring it back to just being completely honest with how I'm feeling in the moment. And like if they come after me, if they do, if they don't, yeah, so be it. But um, yeah, it's funny you realize when you start becoming in a position that people are sort of looking to looking up to. I don't know. I don't know any other way to say it. They um. They're the ones sort of holding you on that pedestal, but they think you're the one putting yourself up on it. Yeah, and it's like fuck. I don't choose to be in this. I'm just a dude that talks shit. It's like, so true. So true. That's, yeah. right. So true. And so then on on that, because you've sort of built this this like huge social media audience. Like, ha- have you done that just like with any kind of plan, or has it just happened by you just being funny on your own social media and people have kind of jumped on? Yeah, through word of mouth sort of thing. It's it's been a funny mix. So like there was a plan, you know, when I met when I met you guys, the 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 plan is pretty similar to like how I've done it, but I think I also left out, you know, like the sort of the bones of it to make sure I kept it as genuine and organic as possible. So I had a plan, but I didn't put any time on it. I didn't put any sort of have to be here by this year. It was just this is the plan. Just, just however long it takes. Yeah. We'll just go. And I think that's why when it hit, it hit really hard because I just kind of kept putting in the time and kept – because the things I'm doing now, I was doing those three years ago when no one was listening. Um, so I think that's why I'm in a really comfortable position now because it's more people are watching, but I'm just doing the same shit, being the same person. Mm. Um, doing sold-out shows. I mean, how cool is that? Oh, stop it, stop it. Oh, yeah, you've hit the big time. You've hit the big time. <laughs> Do you feel like you've you've kind of almost hit the big time? I think for me, like I have such high expectations of myself uh, that I knew it was big when I was even at a point where, for me personally, I was like, okay, this is pretty good, because I, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm so stupidly, you know, I expect such high things of me, almost to the point where they're unrealistic, and so I knew that when I was at a point that I was actually pretty happy with, like to start, because I consider this my starting point mm. of the whole, of you know, my whole journey, I guess. Um, I knew when it got there, I was like, yeah, this is, this might actually be the one if I'm happy with where things are starting. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. But uh, yeah. That's cool. That's really so cool. what's it been like? Just like a, a brief kind of road from that, um, you know, when you first did that stand up gig to now when you're sitting here. What's what's happened between now and then? Um, then and now? Lo- lots of things. I, I, did, I, I did sort of work in the industry, um, you know, writing for John Owen and kind of getting on board through there, like through the traditional way, I guess, for lack of a better word. But um, was wasn't... that the unpaid internship? Or... <laughs> <laughs> they paid me a little bit more than unpaid, but not a whole lot more. Um, shout, out. shout out to John Owen personally. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Hope the wallet's uh, yeah. still heavy because it certainly wasn't mine. <laughs> no, nah, but the, I think going through the industry, like I, I did that stuff. And it just wasn't really, for me, you know, the the direction. That's the crazy thing because, honestly, and, and for, we, we've, yeah, we, we only met that that once properly, but there is sort of a difference between you guys now and then. Because I don't even know if you guys were married when you came. No, no we weren't. We weren't, hey? No, no. So we, you're now we were married. Still, yeah, it would have only been like, oh, yeah, still like three years. Yeah. But even back then, we didn't even really know ourselves and we weren't comfortable just being completely ourselves in front of people, I don't think. Yeah. You know, we were still figuring out like yeah. what we could say in public. And yeah, you yeah. know, that was that was what, a year and a half after we'd been on the show, maybe or like yeah. two years. Yeah. So we were still figuring it out and figuring out like, are we supposed to be the people that people think they want or like people want us to be yeah, or can yeah. we be fully ourselves or what's the deal here? Yeah. You know, it was because it's a weird thing to navigate being like we're going to get judged, so shall I try and be this version of myself that people won't judge as much or should I do this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know know what's funny is people, that they 
it's it's so funny. Look, look, going back to what I was saying before about they're the ones that put you on the pedestal, and when they do that, they complete. It's almost like they completely forget that you're humans. Yeah. Because. They have that expectation on you and it's like, well, actually, I bet you struggle to be yourself in front of like your own family or in front of your own friends. Mm. So how hard do you think it is for these people who have to do it in front of hundreds of thousands of people every single second of the day? Here's a quick message from our sponsors, Series Organics. Have you thought about what goes into your food? Does the thought of artificial additives in your food put you off? Organic food is not only free from chemicals, but it's also supporting the farmers to create a more sustainable future. Series Organics have been in the business of supplying Kiwis with easy access to organic food for nearly 40 years. They have a wide range of wholesome products from delicious snacks to pantry essentials. You name it, they'll have an organic option. You'll find them at your local supermarket or health food store. Just ask. Otherwise, check them out at www.series.co.nz. That's C-E-R-E-S dot Just on jokes, how do you come up with your content? Like, is it situations that happen and you're like, I can kind of like exaggerate this and turn this into a joke or how does it work? Is it like social commentary? Like, what is it? It it truly just comes from like whatever I find. So I really bring it, always bring it back to what I find funny. And um, 99% of the time I'm just saying something because it was like a fun, it was a thought that made me think, huh? Yeah, that's a funny thing. Which is why even in stand-up when I'm bombing, I'm actually still enjoying it because I'm just saying stuff that's funny to me and it actually makes me laugh even more if other people aren't enjoying it. <laughs> so have you bombed doing stand-up? I bombed last night. That is so... Did you? Yeah, Because yeah. so I, I still rock up to open mics and um, because it's important to stand up to, you know, you, you have to keep the... It is kind of a muscle that you have to keep. Um, sort training. Of work. Yeah, you have to keep training. Uh, training. <laughs> on the till Just they are Lace the <laughs> <laughs> like up the boots And yeah. get on down open mic night yeah. <laughs> Lace the boots up But yeah I still Because I still keep act, try, Well try to keep active On the circuit um, And and yeah like you, st- you still bomb it It's 99% of the gigs I do Is to nobody And there's no laughing Nothing And that's where like Your confidence on And comf- comfort on stage Comes from Is that you just have to Truly know that What you're doing is funny regardless of kind of the response you're getting. Mm. And then the reward is the big gigs that you do. So, you know, for me, like a Sky City or something like that, that's where all that hard work is then translated to. Because I think people think, you know, I'm just doing sold-out shows every night, but it's it's, it's it shows to two, three people um, who are all talking to each other yeah. <laughs> while you're on stage. Hard yards in the trenches. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so is it – you kind of just can – you can deliver the same gig to two different – audiences yeah. and one can one you can nail and one you can bomb and you can do it exactly the same right yeah. it just depends on the well, audience sometimes yeah. it's the energy in the room right energy, do, you, yeah. do you find that 100 percent, 100 yeah because yeah. there, there can be energy in a room where it's fully on fire and i can honestly just go up on stage and say genuinely anything and people will just, people <laughs> yeah. just laugh <laughs> like <laughs> and i feel like does it depend on the person before you as well like if they've kind of hyped up the crowd yeah. and they're all laughy and stuff then you can go in and just be like, what ifs? And they'll laugh. Yeah, yeah. So stand-up's funny because those elements do are really important. So, you know, opening, even how the room's set, um, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we get really good because we kind of have to just do whatever, like avoiding all that, you know, worrying about that stuff and just doing it. But when you get into an environment that's set up for stand-up to be good, it, it's extremely easy mm. it becomes easy because just the energy is set up so yeah energy is a big one and it is to the point where i can just when it's perfect like that you genuinely can just walk up on stage and you just say anything and people will laugh and you can just vibe off the energy <laughs> yeah. well i guess that's like anything it's like if you're talking to just someone who has, has like a funny energy and you're kind of yeah. like vibing and mm. you're both laughing and it's good but then if you talk to someone we're like you're not really vibing yeah it's it's hard yeah it's like hard to have a conversation or like have a joke with someone who is not really on yeah, no energy how, level you know yeah no matter how you, you work it never really gets there mm. but stand up was i was so glad that for about two and a half years I was kind of grinding away on the circuit because I learned so many things that have sort of made me comfortable. And, you know, once my social media started building up to a point where people, you know, a lot of people sort of saw it, it made me just really comfortable because, you know, exactly what we were kind of referring to before was like you can have a joke and one night you're being told you're the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> and, like, and then the next night 
people coming up to you like calling you, yeah, basically like calling you Jesus. Or so yeah. it's people knocking you down, putting you on a pedestal, and that's just social media in a nutshell. Yeah. And so the fact that I got to experience that face-to-face with people, I just realized that, well, actually we're just all people, we're all full of shit. We all don't know what we're up to, but that's cool. Like, yeah, and no one knows anything. <laughs> Straight yeah. up. You know? Benny and I have been talking about that a lot lately. You know, we get so many comments from people who are just so adamant that their point of view is right and that they know yeah. all this stuff. And then someone else ha- has a different opinion and they're ad- adamant yeah. and they're right. And you're like, it's you know like- what? Does anyone know anything about anything? Yeah. The thing is, no, no, no one knows absolutely everything about everything. They so really, no one can be right. They really, yeah. <laughs> so, they, they, so just shut up and just admit that no one knows. And like for me, I'm so completely honest about the fact that I don't really have a spine, so I'm pretty easily convinced. Like, if you, <laughs> like all you have to do to convince me is like have a bit of conviction and like a little bit of confidence. I'll be like, all right, that kind of sounds fair. And yeah. then uh, to bring me back, all you have to do is someone else has to say something smart yeah. as well. Oh, I'm no, like, like okay, this is such a bad example, and um, you guys will probably get shit for me saying this. But cool, love it, bring it on. <laughs> okay, so Donald Trump, all right? Yeah. Obviously, he's a dickhead. Like I don't, I shouldn't even have to say it. Like we all are aware of like the shit he does. But if he came to me and was like, "Hey, what's up, Jamie? We had a good conversation, and he gave me a hat," I'd be like. All right, like D. Charles, he's a bit of a dick, but he's all good. Like, yeah, you know, but I, he gave me a hat. Cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna make, like, I'm not gonna, you know, lie and say like, you know, I would have told him to go f- himself or anything because, you know, like f- for me, I'm just, I'm just here just to just to be me. And and in that situation, I mean, as, as Donald Trump, like I see him on TV every day. The Apprentice was like, it was a good watch. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was good in that role. Yeah, like, yeah. in this one, maybe debatable. Yeah, yeah. but I, I guess for me, it's like I'm, I'm I'm open with being the fact like I'm not perfect. I'm. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say that if I saw him, I'd say all this shit. I probably wouldn't. I'm a. I'm a pussy. Yeah. So <laughs> if we had a great conversation, I would just leave it there. And if he gave me a hat, I might put it on. But yeah. <laughs> you know what? I feel like most of us are pussies when it's face to face. Oh, for you know? sure. Like that's what I don't. Oh, it's get. New and Zealand. Like, all yep. this social media stuff. We're like, you get all these people coming out of the woodwork, being like, blah, blah, blah. but like the second you if you see them, they'll they'll just be like, hey, see ya. You know, it's the funniest thing is they might even be a, like. You know, they might really even nice. be a supporter. Yeah, they might mm. be really nice. Yeah. But I, I, I think the thing I try to get across to people is that it's okay being there. Like, you don't have to be this unapologetic, you know, know everything, super confident, super strong. All of us are, you know, all of us in our own ways, we're vulnerable. All of us, we, we're still figuring things out. Yeah. And that's, like, to- that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I there's so abs- agree with there's that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And that's why I use the – that's why I use the Donald – Trump examples because it's quite an extreme example, but like no me knowing me, it is true, mm-hmm. and I'm totally cool with saying it. Like, somebody can go, oh fucking Joe Damon supports Donald Trump. Like I mean, I don't even know shit about politics, so yeah, yeah. And that's what I keep trying to get across to people is like I'm not perfect. I'm not this dude that everything I say I stand with 100 percent all the way through my life. I, yeah. I'm still learning stuff, but that's why again why I use that example is because here's a dude that everybody will then use as a oh, I'm so perfect, and like, look at this guy who I'm comparing myself to. It's like, I would hope that you look good compared to this dude. He's done all the worst shit in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, but that's why I like, use that example again is because that's a that's a dude that everybody compares themselves to to make mm. themselves look good. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm an idiot. And if I was around him, he might even make me look smart. So, like, <laughs> you know, and, 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 that's, and that's the thing I've always tried to make very clear on everything I'm doing is I'm not trying to be put on this pedestal Sure, I'm chasing a dream that is is has you know it's the it's the highest highs it, it's it's huge in the scale of probably what a lot of people hope their lives to be. But in and trying to get there, I'm not trying to be this person for you guys to look up to. I'm doing it for me and me only. And if people align themselves with what I'm doing, that means a lot to me because I know I aligned myself with people that inspired me and got me to where I am. But in regards to me being somebody that you should model your life after, I'm not saying that in the slightest. I'm I'm figuring out who I am and what I'm doing every single day. I'm sure of like the decisions I'm making in the moment, but fuck, I, I don't I don't know what it could I, change. Yeah, it could change. Mm. So I always try and get that across very very clearly. And if anybody is ever sort of against that, then I just sort of say to them, well. If you've figured it out, then you give me the answers on like mm. what, what's led you to be so sure of yourself because, fuck, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really cool because I think everyone uh, can relate to that to some degree. Everyone's faking it in some way, yeah. you know, like, and then, but 
what appears on social media or what that what appears face to face with people, you can't see that. And yeah. so people kind of try and compare themselves to what they see on social media yeah. and all this like perfect life stuff. But in reality, everyone is just trying to figure it out for themselves. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. And it's a it's a it's a tough thing because it, it especially on social media, it's you're trying to break out of this box that everyone keeps trying to put you in. Mm. And it's like the harder you actually try to break out, the harder they actually pull back. And yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, so tonight. No, no, you are in the No, spots. you are. Yeah. You are staying there. Even uh, though I think you're fine. Even though you've told us you're definitely not, we're going to keep you there. <laughs> and you said that you wanted to be there. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said, um, this isn't me. But yeah, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I think with me, and, 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 and that's how I'm going to, you know, respond to criticism because I know, I know it'll come 100%, is that. I'm figuring it out. I don't know shit. You may be right. You mm. you also could be wrong. But mm. either way, I'm going to stand by the decision I made in, in the moment. Looking back, it may not be the right one. But at the time, if I knew I was doing something bad, I wouldn't have done it. So mm. so true. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's kind of how I'll always hold myself to. Where is your career taking you? Where is like, where do you feel If you like, could be top of the pop. Yeah. Where is it? Is it like the, um? what's that comedy... Um, you see on MTV the, or the one of the some is it in Vegas? Oh, the, the no, com, comedy car? No, <laughs> the New Zealand comedy car. I, I think that's a Queen Street, too, <laughs> close to Vegas. <laughs> Can't get much um, bigger than that. For for me, oh yeah, for me, I've always been open about wanting to be the the biggest. You know, on every scale that I want to do it. So how I've been describing it to people is what Taika has done in film and then what Flight of the Concords have done in television and like, touring, you know, as an act. want to do both of those together. Um, and, yeah, just, just the biggest just the biggest it could possibly be. And I keep bringing it back to as well that I'm doing that because that's my dream. And don't put me on a, a pedestal as somebody to look up to because, you know, because what I am trying to do does put me in a public light and people will, will follow. And as I said, I'm always thankful for people that support what I'm doing. But um, for me, I, I'm just chasing a dream that I truly, truly want to do. And it's what I'm passionate about. Makes, I was happy doing it when I was making no money. And if anything, I was spending more money than I, I had ever made. I was happy doing it then. And that's why I want to do it on the biggest scale possible because it's what I truly truly love and it makes me happy so mm. yeah that's when you know that you found your passion if you're happy doing it for free yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah, yeah. And, and that's why now i'm so passionate about what i do and i love it so much and i've been making you know money that's you know allowing me to live my life like how i want to live it um because i'm famous and rich as fuck now and it's <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> 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 But it's just it just is crazy because it it goes against everything you're taught when you're a kid. Like nine to five, you work your way up. You got to work all these ridiculous hours, and you know you have to sacrifice for what what you your passion if you want to build longevity. And it just has gone against everything I've ever been socially conditioned to believe. And it's and it's everything I've you know I've envisioned and wanted to do. And it's just it's just a crazy position to be in. Yeah, and, and it is a privilege and an honor. And I think that's why, for me, I owe it to myself to just be myself because I do myself and people looking out to me a disservice if I try and change and hold myself to something that I never really was in the first place. So, Yeah, that's I love that actually. And, and it's true that careers are kind of changing now because like, previously the whole what do you do, that was like a standard question. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm Matilda or what's your name? Hey, Sarah, what do you do for work? Yeah. But now... People are doing lots of different things, Random maybe. Yeah. yeah, or like it might not be one career. It might be a few yeah. different odd jobs here, here and there. So the way we work is is kind of changing a little bit, yeah. which I think is really cool because now your identity is not necessarily what you do or your work or anything. For sure. It's kind of expanding a little bit to, to be more than just one thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And it's, it's teaching people that, you know, what you do, it doesn't have to be separate from from who you are, mm. it, it, because your passion can really you can really have a career in it, and that your passion can be who you are. Like for me, I've, people ask me what I do. I'm just straight up like I'm a stand up comedian. I talk shit for a living because I shixed. Yeah, yeah. I talk shixed for a living. <laughs> <laughs> talk shixed in my garage. <laughs> 
but but yeah, it's like my passion and what I do is like it is it is me, and you can be open about. It. I think we've always thought that it has to be a separate thing; they have to be separate identities. Mm. But I think once I truly embrace that, I can my career and everything I strive for can be completely from me. That was like when it really changed for me, and when I figured out that yeah, this this cannot be for me for life. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's, a, it's weird to think about now that I'm talking about it, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, great. Well, um, we're bloody stoked for you. We're like team, team Joey D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like loving, loving the little videos that you're, you're bringing out on your social media. Oh, on, the ones with Cindy. Oh, yeah, and, and you're just your different characters that you have. Yeah, how did it go with Cindy? Does she get back to you on any of that? No, nah, so she likes, she's liked every single one of them. Is she? Yeah, yeah, and I've been reached out to you. You've made it, you've made it, man. Hey, uh, Jody, running for Prime Minister. Uh, I mean, how cool is that in New Zealand that you can make like a hilarious video in, involving the Prime, the Prime Minister and she likes yeah, it? Yeah, the Prime like, Minister will like it. And um, <laughs> it's funny because because uh, if anybody that hasn't seen them, I do these like FaceTime videos with Auntie Sydney, just in the <laughs> And um, I think she probably she isn't probably allowed to like, acknowledge them too deeply because I'm talking about like mm. smoking weed and like rooting and stuff. In them. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, no, I'm cla- liking it. Yeah, yeah. classic Kiwi activity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did both this morning, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was it was crazy that she was liking them, and then whenever I tagged her in something, she would like them. So it's like she's seeing it, but obviously she's can't not, go too she probably far. Probably can't go yeah. too far, but um, that's so cool. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's so it's so crazy that. Yeah. Uh, is it is it the stuff you enjoy doing making videos like that? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and all those all those videos are just like it, it was just such an it was a fun process doing them, and it's just ideas that I just kind of think up on the fly. And and that's the thing with my social media is people ask me if it's exhausting, and I'm like, nah, because I just kind of put out videos when I feel like it. Like I'll have periods where I put one out every day because I feel like it, and I have periods where I just don't put out anything for like two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. It, it really, I just do it off of how I'm feeling and whatever I feel like I'm up to. How do you how do you come up with jokes and stuff like that if you're like, do you have to wait for the right mood? Because I imagine you have to be in a funny mood. You have to be upbeat. You have to be positive to think of funny things. Do you? That's a pretty good question, bro. I, I think for me, it, it always really does start on something that just an interesting idea. So it doesn't necessarily have to be funny. So I think those come to me in all different kinds of moods. Um, and sometimes I'll note it down. Sometimes I'll just keep it in my head, and then it always kind of comes back. What's well, like an example of something that probably didn't start off that funny? <laughs> <laughs> I think I so I did these. Um, I did this like dickhead dad thing where he's it's like this dad who stands on the sideline and yep. just shouts like <laughs> shouts like real stinky stuff to yeah. like all the kids playing. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah, but what, I feel what, like that's not far from the truth. Like, we've all seen one. Oh, no, 100%. Let's be honest, eh? And so I had the, <laughs> so I had a rugby coach who was also my uncle who used to say, like, a lot of that kind of stuff to me specifically. <laughs> your uncle as in my dad? Yeah, yeah, your dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how, how was he? <laughs> yeah, he's a piece good. of shit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking heckling from the sideline. No, nah, he made me who I am. Uh, an all black. <laughs> He shaped black, you. Well, an all black dude. Just, I didn't play for them. <laughs> um, I guess that idea came from because yeah, when I was in high school, I yeah, I had quite a tough time like playing rugby and stuff because I had a coach who was very very tough on me, um, and that idea actually stemmed from that. So like, it's something that at the time wasn't really you, you know it wasn't fun at all. It's quite humiliating. But then I turned it into. And and I, I realized like the ones that really, really hit with people are the ones that seem to come from a place that was like quite genuine mm-hmm. and quite true to myself. So, so is that sort of a bit therapeutic for you to like turn it around in your own mind? It actually is a, yeah, it, it weirdly is a, a little bit. I think um Mike Mike King interestingly talks about a lot he talked a lot about how like comedy for him was ther- therapeutic, but how that was actually quite bad because he always relied on that kind of validation to support us. So I think, you know, to find that forums. So I think for me is because it has been like that, I've also had to make sure that, you know, being open and talking to people and, and also making sure I'm staying true to the other side um, was, I was doing that because if I solely rely on my comedy, you know, comedy and commenting on that and then getting the validation of people finding it funny, then that's such a hard thing to uphold if that's how you're, f- finding 
Well, yeah, you, totally. Like, and, then, and then if you don't get that, if you put something out that's not funny, it makes or it worse, yeah. then you know you're, you've been relying on that external validation. Yeah. So then it can make it can make mm. whatever you're feeling worse if you were mm. using that to comment on it. So for me, it, it absolutely is that toots. Is uh, there is a little bit of therapy in, in doing that? But yeah, the the hard thing has been to make sure there's a balance on the other side, making sure I'm being genuine as yeah. well, and just yeah, again, just trying to be true to myself. And so yeah. I, I get it a lot. I get a lot of people saying like, oh, that wasn't that funny or the, the, where's the comedy in that? And it's like, well, I'm not feeling that right now. And yeah. I mean, you can go to every, all the other videos if you if you want to laugh or just look in the fucking mirror. Um, yeah. <laughs> Matt from Trentham. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I think it, it comes back again to always making sure there's that balance of, I mean, the comedy is going to come out naturally and so the other side that's true to me should also just come out naturally too. Mm. Um, but it is hard, yeah. Yeah. It is hard. So what what have you got next? What do you got going on currently and what's coming up this year? So we're doing Sky City two nights there. Uh, next, next Saturday actually. Yeah. And that's our Vegas. Like let's be honest, Sky City is New Zealand's Vegas. It quite literally is, yeah. yeah. And it's fitting, very New Zealand, that it's all in the same building. <laughs> we, can't even, we can't even get a road. We get, we, get, we get one building. And it's the tallest building in New Zealand as well. How funny is that? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so doing that, um, and yeah, have, have had a lot of opportunities come up, and so I think just figuring out what I. It, it's crazy because when we first met, and then probably the two years following, it was me constantly, you know, trying to get opportunities and knocking on people's doors, and it was just two and a half years of just knocking on doors and getting nothing, and so it's crazy now. I'm in the position where people are like bringing ideas to me and the funniest thing is it's people bringing ideas to me whose doors I like knocked on all those years ago so mm, yeah fuck I'm still the same but, yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Are, there any, are there any people that shut the door on you back then and so now you're just like hmm, nah oh big time big time yeah there's already been yeah already been some of those and cause, cause as I said like, I'll just be point blank like hey um, that email is still here uh, I've actually just forwarded it to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were addicted to me two years ago yeah, so. yeah. yeah. well because well, I think that's Especially in our industry, people become so used to everybody just bending over backwards for them and doing everything they can. As they, you know, as we totally understand, but it's an amazing industry and people go out of their way to try and get into it and they'll do anything. But people, they become used to people doing that. And so they think that when they treat you like shit and, and you know, kind of belittle you, that you're just going to keep bending over backwards mm. for them. And... I think for me, I've I've just tried to make it very very clear to everybody I've sort of come with is that uh, I hold myself I hold myself personally to a certain bar, and so I hold everybody else the same. And if that doesn't meet, then so be it. Like I didn't need whatever it is you're presenting me to yeah. validate what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And if you're not if you haven't met that bar, then it just isn't going to work. Are we going to do the final question? Yeah, final question. So you might not have heard it unless you listen to our podcast. Do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> I, I, I really don't. I'm not trying to. Because <laughs> he explained the whole podcast. He's unapologetic. He's just himself. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. listen to someone's I, podcast, I, I, he'll tell you. I was about to lie and say, yeah, yeah, no, listen to it. No, I don't. It's so good putting people on the spot and being like, yes, from our other podcasts, you'll remember, <laughs> won't you? No, I do, I do listen to your podcast. Yeah, the one you did with me um, oh, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. that's no. right. It was yeah. goodie. I listen to that one. Yeah, actually, I do want to listen to that again. Actually, oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, up. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, okay, so final question: uh, If you can have three foods, three foods only for the rest of your life, what are they going to be? Three foods. I'm going to have to have go. These are individual pieces of food as well. You can't say pizza. I feel like we've let a few pizzas slide. I know, but I'm, I'm, okay. se- I'm setting the tone for this We're one. Wait, so, like, indi- so like individual ingredients. Like an ingredient. Yeah. Individual ingredient. Oh, I see. That's very you guys. That's but it very could you. be cheese. Okay. So so that's actually got more than one thing. <sighs> oh, shit. We Does need one. No. Oh, my God. One individual. Cheese is just milk, I feel like maybe you a just, bit of salt. You just opened up a huge can of cheese. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's coming out on stuff tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> Toos doesn't know what cheese is. Yeah, uh, doesn't know how many ingredients are <laughs> in cheese. <laughs> well... Do you? <laughs> Fuck no, I don't. I eat, I eat cheese every day. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I, like I was going to say another thing, but I'm like, <laughs> me saying that, you know what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, what do you think? This is how good, but um, <laughs> favorite ingredients. 
You put me on the spot because you just reminded me. I just don't like make shit that has ingredients. It's always you know like made for me in that. But um, by your servants because you're so rich and famous. <laughs> it's made for me. <laughs> I have someone to chew my food for me and then I swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. But um, okay, ingredients. Can you give me an example of what other people have said? Okay, um, so bananas are quite a favourite. Yeah, okay, eggs. bananas, eggs, one for sure. Mm. Eggs. Okay. Uh, uh, someone else said parsley. Someone else said. <laughs> Who said parsley? Doctor Libby. Oh, she did. Yeah. Parsley. That's it. Doctor Libby's great. lovely. Parsley is. It's a herb. Okay. It's obviously not one of yours if you don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think parsley is one of them. Parsley. Or like jalapenos. I think I made them. You know, something like that. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, eggs. Um, parsley. <laughs> toast. What about toast? Or, or like. Wait, bread. Is bread one? Oh. Yeah, you can do, yeah, you can do well, bread. It's a multitude of ingredients. Oh, this is going nowhere. Hey, okay, you were okay, the one that okay. drew the line. Okay, so eggs, Mate. eggs, bread. Does butter count? No. Yeah. Butter? Yeah. Okay, so, so this is all comprising of one meal, really, isn't it? There's yeah. nothing wrong eggs with that. Eggs on toast. I'll, I'll yeah, hopefully, that's fine. I hopefully it? have that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. okay. Eggs, eggs, butter, bread. And bread. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's it's, all you have for breakfast. It's a good beige meal. I've definitely know? had days where I had <laughs> beige meal. Is a good, <laughs> I've definitely had days where I had that three, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Mm, eggs on uh, toast. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I remember when we um, had our podcast at your place and we walked through the kitchen and there was something on the um, stove. And look, I can't be sure of what it was, but I reckon it was maybe like, a week old stir fry. So Fuck, it was too. Yeah. I remember so that. Because like, we, we all looked at it. Do you guys yeah, remember when? And we all went, oh, right. Do you guys remember when you guys um, started plate up and I bought like 10 lasagnas? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> With our flat cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so eggs, I mean, could you add lasagna to it? Especially if it's a plate up lasagna. Yeah, thank you. plate up lasagna. Mm, yeah. Shout out to plate thank up. You. <laughs> okay, so eggs on toast. Yeah, it'd be, lasagna, it'd, be, it'd be eggs, bread. Wait, so I could say lasagna. Yeah, well, should we well, take butter out of it? Hang on, wait. You can't say no pizza and then say yes to lasagna. What's going on here? But you said yeah, you said one ingredient, you, eh? That's you like, muddied the waters. Guys, uh, we're going to have to call it a day okay. here. Um, <laughs> okay, lasagna, eggs, bread, that's it. Yeah. Joey D's three favourite. <laughs> lasagna sandwiches. Well, lasagna sandwiches. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for your time. Hey, oh, hang on. How, how do people check you out on social media or check out where you're um, doing gigs? Uh, so at joe.damon on Instagram, joe.damonnz on Facebook. And uh, yeah, you can follow me there and then uh, you can follow me home. Awesome. What's yeah, your address? address? <laughs> two car. No. Uh, I was actually going to say it too. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate yeah, you too, man. It was awesome. Good to go full circle with you. Okay, full bye. reach around. Oh, bye. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you indeed. This podcast is brought to you by Raw Collective. And for any updates on our podcast or any of the other podcasts under Raw, head to rawcollective.co or you can follow them on Instagram at raw underscore collective.co. But wait, before you go, please subscribe to our podcast and also rate it and review it. Leave a nice little message, leave a smiley face, maybe an emoji. (laughs) Or tell your friends. It's super easy. It takes two seconds and it would mean so much to us. Bye. Bye. Bye.